Hola, hola, it's your girl Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome, and I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, and I'm a bold stand for confidence, and I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. What is good? I'm so happy that you are here today on the podcast. We are talking about victim mentality reframe. So let me just be clear. I talk a lot on this podcast about uh, victim land and victim mentality. So if you've been here before, you know that victim land sucks. That is one of my favorite podcasts. It's one of our most listened to podcasts that I recorded the first year that I started my podcast. And some people who maybe are brand new or have no idea what I'm talking about are like, you're such an asshole calling people victims. And I don't mean it that way. So I want to be clear when I say victim mentality and victimhood and victim land. What I mean by that is when we live in that place that because you did this to me, that's why I can't. Because that person did that, I can't. The poor me, the woe is me mentality. That's what I mean about victim mentality. It is not victim and victimized. They are two separate things. So have I been sexually abused and victimized? Yes. Do people that are in abusive relationships, are they victimized? Yes. So that is not what I mean when I say this. When I talk about reframing the victim mentality. It is that mentality that many people live in that says, because of this, that's why I can't have that. It's because my mother did this. Well, it's because I live alone. That's why no one blah, 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 right? It's the woe is me. It's the poor me. It's the feel sorry for me. It's the I feel sorry for myself, self-pity victim shit that we do. And people do it. I've done it. Okay, we do it. It's not like we don't do it. This is what we do. And if you're wanting to learn more about this, a very interesting book that I give my clients in the Sisterhood Coaching Program is called The Drama Triangle. And it talks about the victim, the rescuer, and the aggressor. And it's a triangle. Yo, and every every single one of us plays a role. We've all played all those roles. It is so impactful. It is a really interesting book. Uh, There's a YouTube video that someone broke down the whole book in a YouTube video. Highly recommend you go and find it. It is incredible. If I can link it in the show notes, I will link it here. It's amazing. And it's important for us to realize this because when we are actively trying to change our lives, when we are actively trying to level up and become a greater version of ourselves, when we are actively taking life by the horns and going, we're going to create what we want. We're going to be who we want to be. We're going to do what we want to do. We're going to manifest what we desire. We are going to create confidence. We cannot live in the victim space. We cannot blame our circumstances, our situations, our family members, our background, our past. Shame and blame, we can't do that. It is not going to help you operate from an empowering place. It is not going to support you in your journey of growth, and it's not going to get you what you want. 
you're going to feel self-pity. You're going to be like, poor me, woe is me. You're going to feel sorry for yourself. Maybe other people feel sorry for you or try to rescue you from being the victim, the damsel in distress. No, thank you. That is not going to guide us and support us in our inner journey of growth and next leveling ourselves, going to level 72, right? So I wanted to give you a reframe and this is for you. This is not for you to say to your best friend who's playing the victim. Because when you start doing this work, you start becoming your own little mini coach who, who out there is feeling me that you're like, yo, I've been listening to this work. I've been, I joined the sisterhood. Maybe you work with me or another coach or a therapist and you start understanding the human mind and why we do what we do. You get so excited that then you want to start coaching people and be like, you should listen to Erica's podcast. Blah, 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 blah. Why don't you do this? Listen to this book. And we shove shit down people's throats who are not ready who may be in the victim space, who may be in the rescuer space, or who may be an aggressor. So my invitation to you is if you get excited about this, good. Use it for yourself. Do not, even if you are a coach and nobody asks you to coach them, I don't be offering my coaching unless somebody is a client of mine. So just be mindful of that. It's very exciting stuff. And I know we get excited about it, but if people didn't ask you to coach them, you're technically going to be trying to rescue somebody. The drama triangle. Okay, so... I wanted to share with you a reframe on the victim mentality. And it's, yo, if I'm honest, it is one of the most powerful reframes, the most powerful tools that I actively exercise. And I continue, I continue no matter how hard it is to exercise it. And it has completely transformed my life and the way that I live it and what I do and the power that I have and the freedom and the choices and the confidence and the creator vibes that it gives me. It's next level. So here's the reframe. Most of us go, she did that to me. She's a bitch. My mother's an asshole. And because she's an asshole, she ruined my life. Not mine. I'm just saying. <laughs> I love you, mom. Um, <laughs> yes, my mother can be an asshole. I'm sure I can be an asshole to my mother as well. So instead of he's an asshole, she screwed me over, they're rude, they're this, that person did that to me, right? Instead of that, something that has powerfully changed my life is when I say she taught me a hard lesson. He gave me the best lesson in the world. My husband, I'm going to tell you a story. My husband went to a retreat uh, in our early stages of dating. And I'm talking like, I think it was eight or $9,000. He pulled it out as a loan. He didn't have it. There was a miscommunication with the mentor thinking that one thing was going to happen, but it didn't. And he went there thinking that what this person told him was going to happen. And Hamish, my husband, got to the retreat, all jazzed up and excited from fucking getting a loan that he could not afford. He should not have been there, but he got the loan, showed up at this retreat, and this mentor completely went against what he had said and did the opposite of what he said he would do. So he didn't keep his word. He lied. He was deceiving. It was definitely this mentor was not okay. He was not nice. He was not good. It was his fault, technically. However, my husband willingly got a loan, willingly took his ass on an airplane, went to this retreat and believed that man. So what part of my husband believed that man? What part of my husband put his faith into that man? What part of my husband went off and got a loan and said, this is going to be my silver line. This is going to be the key to everything and went to that retreat 
came back home so fucking angry. I never forget. I was so turned on. Hamish came back home. Yo, I'd never seen him like this because my husband is very gentle, very yin. I'm very yang and crazy. And he came back and told everybody to fuck off. <laughs> Basically, what happened? He came back and he was like, I can't believe I went nothing that i thought was going to happen happened every horrible thing that could happen happened he's a douchebag the whole thing was crazy and horrible and i can't believe that i wasted my money and my time on that piece of shit what did i learn what i learned was i need to fucking trust myself and stop putting all of my belief into someone else and waiting for someone else to validate me and my ideas, waiting for someone else to give me the tick of approval, waiting for someone else to guide me and tell me what to do. I'm not asking anyone. And he looked around the room and he was like, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool to me. Uh, fuck you all, I'm out of here, basically. <laughs> and let me tell you what, it was an expensive lesson. Did he need to go overseas, spend all that money to get that lesson? Some people say no, but he did. What's the reality? He went, he spent it, and he got that lesson. Maybe he would have never got that lesson had he not done that, had he not been so angry, had that person not been such an asshole, he would not have learned that $8,000, which is not that expensive, by the way, to learn a lesson like that, $8,000, that's all it costs you to learn that you need to trust yourself. How many of us do not trust ourselves? If you knew you could pay $8,000 and what you would get is lifetime trust in yourself, oh, y'all could sell that shit and bottle that shit up. People would pay for that. What a reframe. He did this to me. He's a liar. He's an asshole. He took advantage of me. He's a manipulator. He's a narcissist. Uh, it was a cult. Maybe that's true. But what's also true is that that was the best lesson. And because of that experience, who my husband became, that shit was priceless if you ask me. So powerful reframe. That asshole did this to me. That person, that man, that woman, that human being taught me a great lesson. Oh, you could grind your teeth when you say it instead of going, motherfucker, it's all because of them. And that's what they did to me. And can you believe what they did to me? Hold on a minute. Who did you become because of it? That was a big ass lesson that you learned, right? Not to trust that man, not to go down that alleyway, not to do this thing, not to do that thing. When I was coaching one on one and I still do this at retreats or if I have a session with a high level client and we are together, this reframe on what happened to you, what happened to you versus who did you become because of that? This is what happened to me. I like to say this happened for me, but this is what happened to me. Cool. Sounds terrible. But who did you become because of it? Oh, oh, shit. I never thought about it that way. Fantastic. The difference between me and the way I live my life and most people who've had similar upbringings and similar fucked up shit that's happened to them is that I know that the bad, horrible, messed up, terrible, sad, bad news, fucked up shit happened for me. And who I became from it was this bitch right here that you see. This powerhouse, this confidence, this this I don't fuck around, this justice seeker, this loud, this proud, this voice this take up space, this FWOT, like this version of me is not here because I had everything amazing happen to me and it was perfect. No, it, I'm here because I got, it was fucked up. 
I got dirty. I got punched in the face. I was bleeding. I was like, oh my God, this is so horrible. And through the horrible, disastrous mess that was my life, I climbed out. And yeah, I'm dirty. Metaphorically, you with me? I'm dirty and I'm all fucked up and shit's broken and I'm messed up. My shirt's ripped. Everything's crazy. But who did I become in that journey of getting here while I was getting ripped and hurting? Monkeys throwing shit on my face and <laughs> it's a jungle. I talk about in my book, which you should get, Confidence Feels Like Shit, the truth about confidence and what it really takes to create it. I talk about the jungle of confidence and how people think confidence is like, I'm so confident, I have it. Actually, it's when you doubt yourself, you think you're stupid, you fuck around, you fall down, you make mistakes, you ruin, you feel anxious, you don't know what you're doing, your skin marks in your undies and you it's a hot mess. That's what confidence is. And you come out and you're like... <laughs> And people are like, oh my God, you're so confident. And you're like, um, did you just see that I went through the jungle of confidence and I have poo on my face <laughs> and scratches and a ripped shirt? It is so messy. Who you became because of the fucked up people, the fucked up shit, the hard times, please reframe. Because if not, you're going to get stuck in the victim mentality. And in this gorgeous book that I've been talking about, The Drama Triangle, victim transcends into I'm a survivor. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to work hard. I'm a survivor. You transcend from victim to survivor. Survivor is a totally different power than victim. This happened to me. Someone did this to me. Now, am I saying you're not victimized? No, I'm not saying that, okay? Maybe you were victimized. I surely fucking was. None of that shit that happened to me in my childhood or my upbringing was okay. It shouldn't have happened. It wasn't okay. I'm not happy it happened. But the reality, as Byron Katie would say, what would BK say? The reality is it happened. So that's the reality. We could lie. We could not lie. We could fight with reality. But what she says is when you fight with reality, you lose 100% of the time. What's the reality? I was sexually abused. I was kidnapped. I was, I lost my husband. I was widowed, right? Like the reality is, it was horrible. I was ripped from my mother's arms. I was in foster homes. I was physically abused, physically, sexually. I mean, horrible, horrible shit that I wouldn't wish upon anyone. And I have two kids. I can't imagine that happening to my kids. But the reality is that when these fucked up things happen to us, for us, we become. I'll give you one example. And I've talked about it maybe before on the podcast under my podcast called Life Lesson Series, where it's like I talk about my personal life and the shit that happened. Life Lesson Series, uh, something around sexual abuse, what I learned from my sexual abuse. I think that's the podcast. Early days as well. So in that podcast, I shared, I'm pretty sure I shared about when I was nine years old, my mom's boyfriend slept in the room next door with her and he came into my room and he sexually abused me. And my mom always told me because she was an only a single you know single mother i was the only child she always told me erica if somebody touches you here tú me dice si alguien te toca aquí el toto tú me dice toto means like vagina for little girls right like si alguien te toca el toto or tu culito your bum you tell me right and i'd be like what is she talking about okay okay mom okay because i didn't know so i would be like yeah but i'll tell you so she basically taught me to speak to her when someone did something that is inappropriate. She taught me that was inappropriate. So do not underestimate speaking to your kids when they're four or five years old because they remember. So that guy did something inappropriate. It didn't feel good. I was really scared. Oh, really scared. And I told her, I said, mom, this happened to me, blah, blah, blah. Now, initially, she didn't believe me, which is fucked up. And that's a whole other podcast. 
And that man lied. And then I started crying because I was a kid and I felt like I did the wrong thing. I felt like I was bad, right? Happened again. I told her again. Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because at nine years old, I became outspoken. That sexual abuse gave me an opportunity to speak out. Now, am I happy it happened? No. Is it okay? Hell no. It was horrible and that should not happen, but it does happen. It does happen. And from that moment, I became an outspoken person. I became all about justice. I became, I stand up for what's right and what's wrong. I use my voice. At nine years old, voice came in and said shit. Outspoken Erica. That's who I know myself. To. I'm about to be 39 years old. I know myself to be outspoken. When the hell did that happen? Nine years old in a horrible situation. So if we're going to be victims and if we're going to talk about all the bad shit that happened to us, please claim the good shit. Be sure to blame the good too. Don't just take the bad and the horrible and the negative. Take the good. There was good that happened from that moment. There was amazing shit that happened from that moment. Again, I'm not happy that it happened, but it happened. I became outspoken. I stood up for what was right. I spoke my truth. I stood up. I then became very fucking vigilant. I was vigilant. I'm still vigilant. I live in Australia, but I'm American as fuck, yo. I've been looking around like, ¿Qué pasa? What you doing? Somebody walks behind me. I'm like, mm-hmm, can I help you? Go around. I need all eyes. I'm looking everywhere. I hold my keys. Don't play. I'm like, do I need a mace? Because we don't have guns in this country, but I can have some mace. Like, I am vigilant. I teach my children vigilance because I was hurt. Because I was hurt, I learned vigilance, resilience, strength, power, outspoken. Yo, I'm sorry, but if we're going to claim the fucked up shit, let's claim the power. You heard me? Nine-year-old Erica was outspoken, stood up for what was right, used her voice, vigilant, strong, resilient, watching. She was aware. That's a lot of shit for a nine-year-old to take. And I never claimed those gifts. It was only shameful sexual abuse. And the amount of people out there, and maybe you're one of them, that haven't claimed the good in your shit story, the positive in the negative, that haven't claimed who you became and what you gained from that terrible thing that you went through. You already went through it. I heard Eric Thomas once be like, you already, that shit already happened. Get the reward. Like, get the reward. You already went through the hard thing. Get the reward. I'm like out here trying to get my rewards. And I talk about it. It's shit, stinky, hot poo. And in there are like diamonds. And they're like, I, I don't want to get my hand dirty. I, put some gloves on. Cover your nose. Stick your hand in that shit. In that shit, in that hard stuff that you don't want to look at, you don't want to smell, you don't want to face, is your diamonds and gold. All the beautiful lessons of who you are and who you became because of it is in there. So use this next time you feel like the victim shit is coming out. This victimhood, this victim mentality reframe. Like he did that to me. I can't believe he did this. I can't believe my boss said this to me. I can't believe what cool sucks. But who did you become because of that? What did you gain from that? Did they teach you a lesson in boundaries? Some of y'all need to end relationships. Some of y'all need to end friendships. Some of y'all need to leave toxic family members behind. Yes, you do. They're not good for you. I got a phone call yesterday from a very close family member. It was 9.30 at night and it was pollution in my ears. I'm like, nope, 
Call me when you got good news. Adios. Click. Yo, my peace? That shit's my responsibility. My peace of mind? Nobody can read my mind. If I'm not happy with it, I have to say it. Trust me, there is reframes in the negative shit. And my invitation to you, my darling, I love you, is to flip it. Flip that script. Use the reframe. That's it. I love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being in my world and listening to my podcast. If you are enjoying this podcast, hit me up. Leave me a review. If you're not already following me on social media, go and find me on Instagram at the Queen of Confidence so we can drop them gems and we can stay connected. I love you. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes. Subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it. And if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to. And I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.